What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some man you just can't reach. So you can get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than you do. Welcome to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. In this episode, I have Dom here with me. He wishes to remain anonymous as to what his profession is. We're going to be talking about the Second Amendment, what it looks like to bear arms in the right way intended by our founding fathers. And yes, of course, there's so much more. This episode is packed with gems to help and remind you what this country should look like according to those who laid their lives down for us to have the freedoms we have today. Let's jump right into the episode. from hostile territory in southeastern Pennsylvania, the world is getting darker in the days that we're living in. Gun rights are starting to become a big topic of conversation. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. The NRA is coming in. Donald Trump's coming in. You see the left side, they're coming in and saying, this is our gun plan, buying back guns. Or you mentioned something before we started recording about taxing people. Yeah, they want to tax each gun. So each gun that you own will be a $200 tax. So if you own 10 guns, you're looking at $2,000 in taxes. And that's their plan. If you can't afford to pay the tax, then you got to turn it in. And that's how they're going to get And that's how you in. can limit the amount people can have because the average person that has 20 guns can't afford a $200 tax per gun. Today's 828. By the time you, most of you listen to this episode, the price of ammunition is going to be a lot higher. I've seen the price of nine millimeter ammunition go up, and three eighty has skyrocketed. Yeah, two two three, five five six, three hundred blackout, even twelve gauge, and it's only going to go up. It's right? not going to go down. Ammunition is almost like gold. And yes, <laughs> and without ammunition, your gun is like having a car with no gas. Unless you have a musket, a ton of black powder, and stones in the driveway. <laughs> I guess if you have the black powder, that's not going to work, is it? <laughs> if you have the black powder, you should probably give it to a guy that makes ammo, though. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> If we would have told any of our grandfathers, if we could have gotten a time machine and showed them what guys like me and you were dealing with today, they would have lost their mind. Our founding fathers fought and died that we would be in a position to have freedoms and be able to protect ourselves. Second Amendment protects us in order to keep our guns to protect ourselves from our own government. So when people say you don't need an AR-15 because... You can't shoot a deer with it. The intended purpose of it is to protect yourself from your government. And it's unfair for a government entity to have the ability to overpower you. And I'm a firm believer of that. People say we shouldn't be able to outgun the cops. I have nothing but respect for police officers, but we should be able to have the same firepower that they have. Because if it comes to it and they are told by their government to come door to door and put us in a cattle car like Hitler did in the 1940s, we should have the ability to fight back. And without the Second Amendment, we can't fight back, which is why it is the most important amendment to our Constitution that our founding fathers made. And another thing that always bothers me is people say, well, when they made that in 1776, they had muskets, and now we have semi-automatic weapons. Yes, 
but there's another amendment that says the freedom of the press. Back in 1776, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have Twitter. So, on the same note, then you shouldn't have the freedom of speech on those platforms. It should only be through a newspaper and a printing press. Wow. Talk about making the playing field even. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to read a couple of these amendments here that were put in place by our founding fathers, I believe at the wisdom of God's hand over the minds of men who had the audacity, the strength, and the backbone to build a foundation for us to be able to exist in today and have freedoms. The First Amendment protects the freedom of religious beliefs and of speech, the freedom to assemble and the right to petition the government. The Second Amendment protects the right to keep and to bear arms. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and to bear arms, shall not be infringed. The third one restricts the quartering of soldiers in private homes. The Fourth Amendment prohibits unreasonable search and seizure and sets out requirements for search warrants based upon probable cause. Just getting to the Second Amendment, I mean, there's so much emotion when I read that. I'm enamored with history and what has been paid for us in order to have the right for me and you to sit here, Dominic. We ate some awesome Filipino food, by the way. So everybody who's listening, you should be jealous. And the microphone does smell like Shanghai. (laughs) The fact that we can gather together, we can work hard and make money all week long, acquire things and live a beautiful life here. And we can gather together and be peaceable and have an abundance. We can never be doomed to forget the past, or else we may repeat it again. Now, we agreed not to disclose details. You're going to remain anonymous as to your location and what exactly it is you do. Mm -hmm. But I do want the listeners to know that you have a lot of value to bring to the table when you're talking about the right to bear arms, what it looks like to do that responsibly and how it should not be withheld from anybody within the reason of you're legally able to yes, exactly a firearm. Well, I've been with firearms. We've been married now since I was <laughs> eight years old. Um, when I shot my first gun. gun. <laughs> Actually, no, my first gun I ever shot was a 12-gauge. A 12-gauge, wow. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. And ever since then, it's been my whole life. Within the last couple of years, it's been more and more of my life. At this point, it's taking over my life. (laughs) But it's a good thing because people are being armed responsibly, legally, and I believe that's the right of every American, and that's what our founding fathers died for. Without them, I mean, we would still be part of Britain. They're not even allowed to have knives. So, and they have the highest crime rate of any first world country in the world. We hear rumors and some cities in our nation discontinuing the police force. They say that. They say that. I haven't seen it. It's rumors, right? But the fact that that's on the table and it's even a possibility, I am... And it's even words coming out of someone's mouth. Yeah. To even think that there's a body of people that are thinking that's a good idea. The people who are thinking that are not the ones who are in need of calling the police. They're not law-abiding citizens. They are not. And (laughs) as much as anybody wants to say we should not be governed, human beings need to be governed. There's limits, but we need to be told not to run a red light or there's consequences. Not to murder somebody, or there's consequences. Not to rob a store, or there's consequences. And without a law governing us, there is no consequences for any action. So that leaves nothing. Social unrest. I mean, if there's no consequence for on a red light, why would you stop? 
Unless we were talking about morals. If How many people have, have morals anymore? Not many anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but I would hope that that number would slowly increase as we see these days unfold. I hope that people start to say, this is right and this is wrong. Even though these elected entities within the government are claiming what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. Yes. I'm hoping they wake the sleeping giant, the remnant of our forefathers. That same passion and that same drive that was in them is still in us. There's glimmers of it to this day. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We're just a silent majority. We are silent. Until we need not be silent. There's two amendments in the Constitution that, to me, mean more than the rest of them. The second one being the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So, definition of infringe, actively break the terms of the law and agreement. Yes. The amendment, I believe, is more important, that is even more important than the first, is the 13th Amendment. Section 1 of the 13th Amendment says, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any person in our jurisdiction. In essence, freed slaves. As much as I'm not a fan of Antifa and the Black Lives Matter, not for their thoughts, but for the way they act, that's absolutely a very important amendment, and it should be the First Amendment. I know a majority of my listeners are what I consider a part of the sleeping giant. The system has run roughshod on us over the last couple of years, for sure. Well, even on the Second Amendment, first four words, a well-regulated militia. Every time there's a well-regulated militia, the government condemns it as a terrorist organization. Good point. Now, I'm not saying Taliban or ISIS is a well-regulated militia. That's a murderous terrorist organization that Absolutely. murders civilians. But a well-regulated militia, such as what happened at the Bundy Ranch, that was a well-regulated militia. Government stopped that in its tracks. They never did any harm to anybody, but they called them a terrorist organization and broke them down. Uh, Waco, Texas, the Branch Davidians, they never harmed anybody. Didn't have plans to harm anybody. They named them a terrorist organization. But yet we're allowed to have Antifa, and we're allowed to have Black Lives Matter. The fact that we have a president who's standing on this, and, and there's a lot of things I agree with with Trump, not everything. So let's just be like very transparent here. There's so much that I value in this president. Yes. The fact that he is saying publicly, we love the Second Amendment, folks. Nobody loves it more than us. I trust the fact, with his track record especially, and the fact that he has the guts to stand up and say this stuff, that he's going to back that up because he's... And he does. And he backs up just about everything else that he has talked about. Uh, you know, you look at Biden. How long has he been in office? Like 40, 40, 40, 40 something years? years. Yeah. Yet they have the audacity to try to blame Trump for all these problems. He's three, three and a half years in office. Mm -hmm. And they've been there for 40 plus years and haven't shown me what you've solved. Or how you've integrated in these wonderful visions you've had for the future. How come all of a sudden these politicians have all these great breakthroughs and they're going to solve all our problems? Donald Trump is not a politician. He is a man. He is a self-made man. I think his dad gave him $2 million when he started out. And a loan that he paid back. And he made that $2 million into billions, I'm assuming. Is he a billion? Yes. Yeah, probably a couple times over. You guys know we live in southeastern Pennsylvania. Dom's not too far from me. And Pottstown, Pennsylvania is not far at all from us, Dom. 20, no. 25 15? minutes. Yeah 20. yeah, 20 minutes without traffic. Donald Trump sent his kids to the Hill School. Yes. Now, my dad used to crack me up the big Kmart that used to be right off of High Street. Yeah. 
Um, um, Donald Trump used to shop there. Oh, yeah. He used to go, right, and when his kids were at the Hill School, and fill the cart at the big Kmart with a whole bunch of stuff and take it and drop it off to him. And I remember my dad would always crack me up because he'd be like, yeah, rich guy, Donald Trump's right up around the corner, you know? And now, you know, to be in my 30s and see him and what he stands for and what he's doing for our country. But he's got backbone, and that's super important. And like you said, Don, hey, these amendments, it is imperative that we understand them. They're important. They shouldn't be infringed by me and you or anybody else, especially those who we've paid and elected to look out for us. I mean, the system's pretty broken right now. I think uh, everybody in this world can agree. Even the, um, the big pockets have gotten hit to the point and they're at a level of discomfort where they're starting to nod their heads and agree with guys like us. Yes. And that's a very peculiar time to be in. And that's what's nice about the whole gun thing right now. There's a lot of people that are purchasing firearms mm -hmm. to protect themselves that were on the left side. They're coming over to the right side because they see what's going on here. And anybody that's listening that thinks the police will protect you and the government will protect you, that is their job. But always remember, they're not, they don't live at your house. So you call a phone number, it takes time for someone to get there. So if you need to protect yourself, nobody's going to get there faster than you. And that's another defund the police. Okay, someone breaks in your house. Who do you call? But we will be policing our own homes. Yes. And that's not the way we're supposed to be. No, it's not. A well-regulated militia to protect the free state. People that agree, but it's, there's no organization. There's it. absolutely no organization between Americans. As much as it would be great to have well-organized, regulated militias, we won't because we're too much of an unorganized people and we rely too much on technology. So if something happens... People think that, oh, well, I'll just call my friend and he'll call his friend. But you're not, your phone's not going to work. Yeah, well, what if the power grid gets Yeah, hit? you have nothing. Your phone's so, not okay. going to work. So Maybe get a walkie-talkie. Let's look at what um, Albert Einstein said, one of my favorite quotes from him. I fear the day that technology surpasses human interaction. In that day, we have a generation of idiots. And he was spot on. Yeah, we're at it. it. Get prepared and protect yourself. Now, Dom, talk a little bit about the responsibility also that comes with having a firearm in the home, especially with kids around. Well, first step is anybody can say there's some kind of loophole. There's this, there's that, there's not. You buy a gun, you go to a gun store, you fill out your paperwork, they run a background check, and you get to take the gun home. If you have a PFA, if you're a drug addict, you don't get a gun. So anyone that thinks that you get one, you don't. So if you're responsible enough to be allowed to own one, if you're going to leave it in your house, teach everyone how to use it, don't teach everyone how to use it, hide it, whatever you need to do. But... I've noticed in my time, it's better everybody in your home knows how to use it. As long as they're responsible enough and old enough. That way, in case it happens and you need to use it, it's there and they know how to use it. But storing the gun in a safe manner is important. Absolutely. It's very important. I just ordered a new little mini safe for, for some of the pistols. My son's about three and a half years old. And, and he has six guns. <laughs> <laughs> Two on order. <laughs> when I look at that baby boy, as much as I love him, I couldn't imagine being at the mercy of, you know, an officer of any kind to come and protect him. I would love to know that they're on their way. They're it's, backing me up. It's your job. I believe, without getting too political, but I'm going to get political, I believe the Democrats are the ones who set back this country and race. When Obama was president, all you heard, white on black violence. White officer shot a black guy. Yes, we should be upset, but we shouldn't be upset about the color. Unless someone's shouting a racial slur or said, I'm going to go do that to that guy because of the color of his skin, we should be angry about 
human on human violence. No human on human violence is okay. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're Latino, Chinese, Brazilian. It doesn't matter. We're all the same. We're all people. We're all human beings and we should all be treated the same. And the same thing, we don't see African-American police on white violence. And who's to say there isn't any? We don't advertise it. Every time a white officer arrests a black person or shoots, say, an unarmed or an armed, it's always on the TV. Always. Nonstop. And... It's not okay to be that. We should respect our law enforcement and any first responder or anybody. We should respect every single person. Because With the badge on or the badge off. It doesn't matter. And you should respect the person at the local grocery store that bags your groceries exactly. the same as you would treat your local senator. We're all people. There's no difference between this person and that person. And it doesn't matter what someone's occupation is. Because they're a police officer, they get the brunt of it because they're the ones out there on the front lines. They have a hard job. It's not easy. You know, the, the media, we all point to the media and say, well, that's a twister of a bunch of information. What's true and what's not is not a full-time job for me to try to figure out. Yes. Okay, we live our lives in this country um, trying to keep our head above the water and do the right thing. Most of us. Dom, I'm so happy that you came and you joined me on this episode. It is so important that we are able to have good, clean, respectful conversations about the things that are most important. Anything else you want to say to the audience before we wind down and close out for the night? I guess in a closing statement to wrap everything up would be just be good people to each other. Be prepared because you never know what's going to happen. Don't incite a riot. Take care of yourself. Take care of your own. Take care of your neighbor. So the FBI doesn't. And I guess hopefully Rodney will have me here again in the future. And I'll be able to talk to you guys again. Coming to you from hostile territory in southeastern Pennsylvania. This is the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. God bless America and good night.